Hello and welcome, friends. This is the JRPG Report, and this is episode 158 of your weekly JRPG News Podcast. My name is James Fisher. Welcome back. As always, we got a fun show for you guys today. Um, leading off the show is something that broke maybe minutes, maybe an hour or so after we got done recording last week, but we had a good show last week, and this will give us something to start off with. This time we've been um, kind of transitioning from the kind of the blitz of titles at the beginning of the year. Seems to be a little lull going on. Of course, we've got near Replicant coming out uh, next month, but it's kind of like uh, what's What's those next ones on the horizon? Well, one of those that uh, we knew was, uh, well, in addition to like a Disgaea uh, 6, um, we knew it was coming out in the summer. That is Scarlet Nexus. Well, we have uh, actual, not just time frame, we have release date, and that is June the 25th. It will launch to uh, uh, most every system that is out there right now. There's a PS5, PS4 versions. Xbox, Xbox One versions, and uh, PC, so only the poor little Switch, which that's, you know, let's all be fair. Don't think <laughs> Switch was uh, geared for this one. It it needs a um, it needs a hardware upgrade before it's going to be handling these next generation type games. But yeah, coming out on the June the twenty fifth, uh, Japan will get it a day earlier. Technically, <laughs> uh, there will be two editions. As always, it seems like you get your standard and physical edition for fifty nine ninety nine. There's a special uh, digital deluxe edition, which will go for twenty bucks more. That you addition to the game, you get the Battle Attire set red, digital soundtrack, digital art book, and additional attachment, the others. Pre-orders are available now, and uh, we'll, you also get the uh, following in-game cosmetics as a bonus if you pre-order it. The special Battle Attire set audio, additional, face, uh, additional attachments of face, vision, seal, dreamcatcher, and shoulder bagai, 11 of those. Whatever <laughs> those are, uh, you're getting them. So I'm uh, I'm very excited about this one. You know, it's got those uh, psychokinetic abilities, kind of got that psyops feel to it. Those of you who know what that PS2 game uh, was, but uh, very slick, modern anime style. Uh, I think the graphics look phenomenal. It's pretty heavy, more on the action end of the spectrum than the action RPG, uh, at least uh, visually. I mean, not quite like Devil May Cry speed, but definitely a little more action than typically I like, although I'm sitting here playing, you know, Persona 5 Strikers at the moment, and that's about as action as you can uh, get. But I love the idea of being able to use those abilities. You can lift, break, throw pieces of the environment at enemies. Um, Very cool stylish looking game and yeah going to that summer like i said outside of disgaea 6 the summer looks a little bit low in the releases uh, obviously there's a bunch i'm probably forgetting at the moment and 2021 will be a big year i think overall for jrpgs we still a lot we don't know but this one's going to fill a nice little void there in the summer uh personally speaking i think that this game while it's coming out you know Technically, the end of one generation and the other one has officially started. Uh, 
I feel like this is a game that's going to take advantage of the new hardware and play and look a whole lot better. So um, while, of course, you can get a PS4 version and upgrade it to the PS5 version, I think it's one of those deals like I really do want the new system to play this game on. Uh, I'm sure it plays fine on, um, I guess we're going to call this last generation, PS4 and Xbox One, uh, including Switch, but... It does feel like this is the type of game that you're going to need a new system for to really get the most bang for your buck. I don't have that yet. Maybe by the summer they're more readily available. On a uh, on a side tangent, I did read an article this week that is, uh, you know, I've heard people say like, um, you know, why is there such a shortage in, in PS5s? There should be, you know, you should be able to walk into a store and get it whenever you want. Still, we were still recovering from this, you know, little worldwide pandemic going. But there's, there's just been this massive shortage of semiconductors. And if you think <laughs> consoles are the only thing that use these things, uh, that's just a, an insane thought. Literally everything in our lives is has these components inside of it, and even more than we even thought of many years ago. So the demand is out the roof. That's why you see like graphics cards are near impossible to get as well. But I mean, <laughs> car parts, you know, they're in our cars, obviously computers, you've got <laughs> semiconductors and appliances, your smartphones. I mean, literally everything that you can think of that uh, <laughs> has electricity running through it runs on these things. And there's just a huge Huge shortfall. I don't know when that's going to finally catch up. When it does, and when I can not need a Twitter account to tell me when a PS5 is available, and uh, that's the day I will probably upgrade it. We're going to talk about uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate again. That has me excited for PS5. And in addition to all the games that's going to be available for it, I've been wanting to play like through. Uh, Dragon Quest XI Definitive Edition again. I know that would be a really <laughs> uh, much more enjoyable experience on a PS5 as well. So it's coming, and I can't wait for it. This game in particular, like Scarlet Nexus, looks like it's going to be amazing on it as well. Uh, they also announced that there is going to be an anime series set to air this summer, uh, kind of going along uh, with it. I believe it actually stars the same... Uh, same characters in it, and uh, Yuto and Kasane uh, are in this anime as well. And I think it's going to be on Funimation uh, starting this summer. Uh, the following day after this announcement, and I put this, uh, there was a big live stream event kind of talking about a whole lot of fun things. I took the uh, hour and 15 long uh, live stream and just clipped out the gameplay bits of it. So I think it came down to about 17 minutes of actual gameplay. So if you are interested in, you know, just getting pure new gameplay footage, you can check that out on our YouTube channel along with the announcement trailer for the release date. All that stuff is going to be over there for your viewing enjoyment. Um, yeah, that's a, uh, Quite looking forward to it. If you uh, if you get this game on PS4 and you want to upgrade it to PS5, they did also announce that you can um, you can carry over your save file from one version to the next. 
if you recall games like uh, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, you were not able to do that. Um, I'm not quite sure what that was about. It would seem to be a pretty standard thing to be able to load your game up in it, like uh, we mentioned FF7 Remake Integrate. It also is going to have that feature that you can import your save file and not need to start all the way over again. I, I kind of feel like that should be a standard thing, don't you? <laughs> Just uh, if you're going to be ponying up for this new system, you should at least be able to uh, get your files over as well. So are you looking forward to Scarlet Nexus or is it kind of one of those ones like you think it's a pass for now? I'm, I'm very much on the fence about it. I wouldn't mind picking it up at some point, but it's definitely not going to be a day one purchase for me. This story just broke a few moments ago, and uh, it's good news if you are a Stadia owner. I gotta learn how to say that name, Stadia, Stadia, however it is. Um, JRPG lovers for that system are going to have some new games to play. You, If you've already got a PS4 or PC, you may already have them, but this is good news nonetheless. Uh, Falcom, <laughs> Nihon Falcom and NS America and Google announced that uh, Yeez 8... Yeez 9, Trails of Cold Steel 3, and Trails of Cold Steel 4 will all be coming to the service, and it won't be very long. Uh, the Things will start on April the 1st, when Yeez 8 and Cold Steel 3 both appear on the service. Um, I believe they're saying that uh, Yeez 9 and Cold Steel 4 will um, will be a little bit longer. Um Okay, Yeast is not going to be till the summer of this year. And uh, when Cold Steel 4 comes out for Switch and PC on April 9th, it will now also be releasing for Stadia. That kind of makes sense. As far as pricing goes, let's see here. Uh, Yeast 8 is going to go for 40 bucks. 9 is still going to be at 50 when it comes out. And uh, same for Cold Steel 3 and 4. They're both going to be, I'm sorry, $60 for Yeast 9. And it'll be $60 for Cold Steel 3. And four, so hey, uh, like when I shared it on social media, uh, the more platforms that um, JRPG lovers have to enjoy their games on is always a good thing. Perhaps there's, you know, this is somebody's only system, and uh, this is a way they get into these games. I mean, between Ease 8 and the Cold Steel 3 and 4, it's going to be hard to come by. Um, better options in terms of that. Obviously, I wish the entire Cold Steel um, <laughs> lineup was on there. I, You know, with it not being on Switch right away and like stuff like this, it does lead me to believe this is some sort of holdup with Xseed, who uh, published Cold Steel 1 and 2. I, I don't know why that thought never really occurred to me, but it does seem to be the case. I, I would prefer people play Cold Steel 1 and 2 before playing 3 and 4. You will get much more enjoyment out of the entire series. I prefer you play all the games in the Legend of Heroes uh, series first, but, you know, there are limitations to that, myself included. But, yeah, definitely good news uh, coming soon uh, to Stadia. We talked last week about the DLC plans for FF7 Remake Integrate, and there was a new extended trailer that came out for the game, um, remember not long ago at the last day to play, they had the roughly, I think it was four or five minute trailer. This one was closer to eight, I think. 
Uh, no, okay, this one was about six minutes. The last one was closer to three. They said there was an additional three minutes of footage. I didn't notice a ton of new stuff in there, but I didn't, you know, have it side by side to compare it. Um, it has definitely got me <laughs> very excited to play this again on PlayStation 5. Uh, they say in the extended video, you get a look around the city of Midgar like never before with improved textures, lighting, and background environments. Switch between the two game modes of graphics mode, which prioritizes 4K resolution, and performance mode, which prioritizes 60 frames per second. You can capture and share your favorite moments with the fully customizable photo mode. That thing, <laughs> that thing's going to be a lot of fun to mess around with. Like in the video, you can really see uh, <laughs> moments captured. You got different filters, different angles, however you want to do it. It's, uh, very user-friendly, it appears. You can really capture uh, some intense moments from the game and kind of take a pause. Um, they do say there's going to be uh, use of the DualSense wireless controller with its haptic feedback integration. That would be interesting to see how that exactly works. And uh, This is all in addition, of course, to the new DLC starring Yuffie. Of course, that's going to be an additional fee and only available for PlayStation 5. Still no pricing on what that's going to be, but... Uh, you'll get the whole package when it comes out worldwide on June the 10th. If you're interested in that new extended trailer, you know it. it's over on our YouTube channel for you to enjoy anytime that you choose to. There was a bunch of other Final Fantasy uh, stories. We'll get into those in just a moment. In other Final Fantasy news, uh, it was announced that there is now a mobile version uh, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered for iOS via the App Store and Android via Google Play. Um, appears to be largely the same version that was uh, first launched for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC via Steam back in September of 2019. Might look a little bit better on a small screen. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. So uh, if, if you're looking to pick that up, you can do it at a discount of just $16.99 until April 4th. After that, it will go up to its regular price of $20.99. Um, don't think there's any additional features that weren't already available. Um, this is just, you know, kind of a port to mobile uh, platforms. They do say, uh, please read this before playing. Uh, entering or leaving vehicles such as cars and the garden may occasionally get your character stuck between the vehicle and terrain features or freeze the vehicle in place. This seems to happen more often when you leave your vehicle in close proximity to impassable terrain or when you try and enter or leave your vehicle during certain scripted events. Currently, the only fix for this is to reload a previously saved game, so make sure to save your game often. Also, some locations may be difficult to navigate using the speed boat boost times three. We advise that you turn off this feature in such areas. I guess you will know it as soon as you get to it. <laughs> um, and that, that kind of makes sense. I mean, I know when I'm, uh, I, I try playing uh, cold steel in uh, speed mode and, and double time and running and everything else. And of course. If it's a tight quarter, it's going to be a little more tricky to navigate those things. It is kind of odd that this seems to be a mobile problem, but eh, I'm sure there's bound to be things that uh, happen or don't happen. But yeah, you can now play it 
on your phone. This game goes on sale quite often on uh, the PlayStation Store and Switch Store, so maybe if you don't want to pay $21 for it, you can wait and get it on sale at some point in time. Um, speaking of mobile, it was officially announced that they have canceled the mobile version of Final Fantasy XI reboot. Um, the last thing we kind of was talked about this was back in May of 2018. Um, so yeah, if you were looking forward to it, it's not going to happen. I, I feel like that could actually work a, a mobile version, but why try to reboot 11? Why not just make a mobile, you know, kind of tie-in version to 14? I think people would be excited about something like that rather than a completely new <laughs> reboot of an old game. It's kind of a weird thing. So yeah, that one's officially dead. Don't have to worry about uh, that one anymore. Speaking of 14, patch 5.5 screenshots show the new armor sets that have surfaced. Um, I've got, if you're listening to the um, YouTube video version of this podcast, you'll see those popping up on your screen right about uh, now. Um, additionally, this update included more information regarding the story. However, this website does include spoilers, so they don't go into that uh, just yet. It just does expands upon the events of Final Fantasy XIV patch 5.4 and mentions specific events. Additionally, you'll notice uh, if you're looking at these images, one of them involved Diamond Weapon. Um, this thing looks terrifying. It kind of shows it looks like it's in a lab kind of being uh, worked on or created. Um, not really sure what the deal is, but uh, something that terrified my childhood is apparently back in uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, they released the FF14 Science and Sinners arrangement album, and it quickly rose to the top of the North America iTunes chart. It, uh, the album features several arrangements of various themes from Shadowbringers, um, so yeah, it took literally no time before rising all the way to the top of the charts. Way to go for it, uh, in case you were wondering. Yeah, you can uh, get this on the iTunes store at any point in time. It's probably available on other platforms as well, but always cool to see stuff like that. One final Final Fantasy story, and then I promise I will move on uh, to the rest of it. If you're playing War of the Visions, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, there is an upcoming Final Fantasy X collaboration event going to be going on. Uh, well, I say upcoming. It actually started yesterday, March the 24th. It will run until March the 4th of 2021. Uh, it looks like you can uh, be able to land one of three events, maybe all of them, if you are lucky enough. But you can get uh, Titus, Yuna, or Oron. There was a special trailer that went along for this event, showing off their special attacks. Um, looks pretty cool. I've not got into this game. Um, and this kind of makes me want to check it out, as I'm a huge fan of FF10. Um, Square Enix announced this crossover back in November of last year for Japanese audiences, but luckily the West did not miss out on it. There's already been Final Fantasy Tactics characters join, and even near Automata protagonists 2B and 9S have also 
come onto the game. Um, Final Fantasy War of the Visions Braves Exvius is available for iOS and Android devices. Um, if you are looking for something cool to add to your shelf of figures, they're not dolls, they're action figures, a good small company has revealed a one-seventh scale statue of Mia from Code Vein. Um, the final product will stand at about 10 inches tall, and uh, they will start delivering it in August of 2022. Uh, so you've got a while, but you're going to need a while to probably save up for this one. Uh, they're going for $226.99. Granted, it's a pretty good size figure, so you can see why it would be a little bit more uh, expensive. Uh, if you want to, you're going to need to pre-order it now. Pre-orders will end on May the 12th. And like I said, the expected finished product ship date in North America is September of next year. And we got a um, first look at a game called Astria Ascending, a new RPG that reimagines the story and gameplay of the 2014 released iOS game Zodiac Archeon Odyssey. This was revealed in the latest issue of Weekly Famitsu. It will launch for PS5, PS4, and Switch in 2021 in Japan. No word if that's coming over to the West or not. It looks like a pretty cool fantasy JRPG. Um, the developer is listed as Super Neptune RPG Studio Artesian. Studios. So once we hear some more about this thing, you can see the image if you're listening along or watching along on YouTube. But uh, we'll have some more about this at some point in time. But this was kind of the first look at it. Looks pretty cool. Kind of has like a um, oh Dragon's Crown type look to it in in a certain aspect. But I mean, all we have is is a couple of images. No no word about what kind of gameplay. Um, if I've not heard of that iOS title of Zodiac Arconian Odyssey, maybe that was even Japan only, but just throwing throwing that one <laughs> uh, kind of out there. Um, if you are a Disgaea 6 Defiance of Destiny fan, of course you've got a little bit longer to wait until it's Western release. Japan got uh, DLC character set number 2, and that uh, has... Of course, bear with me if I don't say these names correctly. I am sorry. Uh, Mile and Rasbarrel from Disgaea 3. And Valatorez and Plarnarchon from Disgaea 4. These are going for 550 yen each. Uh, remember, they just announced that DLC Part 1 was coming to the West. So I'm assuming this one's going to come as well. And we'll have um, different price points and however it works here in the West will be, of course, different than over there. Um, the company announced it will release a free update alongside the release of a third set of DLC content, which will happen on April the 29th. More details will be provided at that time. This guy, uh, Six Defiance of Destiny, is out in Japan right now and will launch for the Switch on June 29th in North America and Europe still... No word on why or <laughs> what's going on with the PS4 version of it. We've been getting a steady stream of um, music videos for the Caligula Effect 
2, the music trailers from the, um, <laughs> I cannot say that word, Abelgato musician. First was by Kudan, who was composed by Tasakumi? Tasamuki? Samiki, sure. Um, <laughs> we got that one. And then we got uh, for Crank, who was composed by Nero. You can check those out on our YouTube channel. The music for this game is phenomenal so far. I believe this brings the total up to six. Yeah, six of those are available. Well, the other one says seven. Yeah, no, seven. Make it seven are out now. You can watch all those on our YouTube channel. Great, great music. Looks like a very promising looking game. I need to play the first one before this one comes out in the fall. I'm very interested to see know a little bit more about this one. It kind of has that persona feel to it from the writer or director of the first two Persona games. So it's got that feel for a reason. Uh, we don't know much of anything about this, but uh, it was announced that there is going to be a strategy RPG fairy tale Guildmasters game coming to iOS and Android. It will launch as a free-to-play title with in-app purchases this spring in Japan. Looks like it's got all the standard members of the fairy tale guild in there, and uh, but that was that was it. Um, <laughs> literally, nothing else was announced, so we'll have to wait and see what else comes from it at that time. Um, we talked a bit about this one a little bit ago, and it's got that crazy name of uh, Sasha Bato President. It's time for battle, Muji Wars. Well, it will launch on March the thirtieth. In Japan, uh, it does have um, English subtitles as well as Japanese and simplified Chinese. So if you want to check that out, you can do that. I'm guessing that's how it's going to be available worldwide for PC via Steam on March 30th at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time for $20. Developer pre-app partners announced. Additionally, they announced a partnership with Idea Factory to bring Neptune over from the Neptunia series as a playable downloadable content character on day one for $2. They say more characters from the Neptunia series will be released as DLC in the coming months. If you've not already done so, be sure to give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. You'll get up to date every, well, pretty much every day we, we share something over there. Then, uh, at the end of the week on Thursdays, we gather up all that information and put it into a podcast. Uh, you can also uh, give us a subscription on YouTube. I think I'm hopefully about like the end of the day, I'll be at 800 subscriptions. And that's an awesome number. Of course, the magic number is 1,000 and YouTube will give you some pennies every month. Um, so yeah, if you haven't already please consider doing that. And also consider financial support if you enjoy what you hear each and every week as well as what we create on YouTube. I would greatly uh, appreciate if you would donate a couple dollars this way. And uh, it kind of gets me fired up to keep taking time out of the schedule to uh, bring you this. I greatly enjoy it. And um, it's my pleasure and honor to do this each and every week for you guys. The main characters from Atelier Rise 2 will make an appearance in Romance of the Three Kingdoms 14 as free DLC starting today, March the 25th. Um, 
you can check those out. I, I think that's this game is just in Japan, is it not? Do, 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 do. Um, oh, well, thank you, update. I appreciate that. Um, I can't see that it's is or is not. Um, all the images are in Japanese as far as the text goes, so I'm going to guess that's uh, that's way, <laughs> way it is. Maybe this one's coming to the West at some point in time. Um, remember, they already put the first Atelier Raza uh, games in there as well, but uh, this was adding part two to the roster, and they, I mean, the, uh, the images that went along with this article, they... The character models are, are lifted absolutely just from the game. It's it's not even trying to change them, which maybe is not a bad thing at all. The newest update 1.5 for Sword Art Online, Alsatian Lycoris, uh, will be going live. Is that soon or is that now? Um, I think it's now. I think it's... I don't have a date on it, so I'm guessing it is available right now. Uh, they will... Add, uh, I guess you say this, Stria and Philia to the game. Um, both the new comp companions are available to use in 1.5 Comptate and will remain usable through future updates. So that's always a good thing. Um, it's uh, This is the new DLC packed Mysotis. So there you, there you go if you're... Still playing Outstation Lycoris, you can get a couple new players to check out for your gameplay options. Um, I am really excited, and well, until I see a price point, I guess. I'm excited about the new, um, this is a mobile game, yeah, Fantasian, uh, coming from Mistwalker Developer. They've shared three new videos this past week. I kind of took all three and put them into one longer video, so you went to click in and out. It's coming to Apple Arcade, so you can play it on the Mac iOS or TV OS and sometime in 2021. Uh, first, there is the behind-the-scenes recording of Kina's theme. Uh, there is a uh, illustrations with piano solo from the game, so that's pretty cool. But uh, one of the coolest things they did was they had a short interview with Nobu Umatsu. And... One quote in particular said that he was working basically like 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um, <laughs> making the music for this game, and he has devoted everything he had to it. So, Which is interesting because I think we, we had some reports not long ago. He was in some poor health. So he obviously was feeling good enough to uh, put in some 13-hour days for this game. I know that part of this game is going to be fantastic. We hesitate because it's coming to mobile platforms. But this is... Okay, so this is coming to Apple Arcade. All right? I think we do need to distinguish between that and your typical uh, mobile gotcha, you know, shovelware-type titles. These ones are being developed with a little bit more behind them, and I'm 99% sure you're going to have to pay for these things. So it's... I think they're just going to be games. <laughs> and this is just a platform to get them into your hands since you already have a phone in your hands. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, once this comes out and we can really check it out, how well it's done, it looks fantastic in my opinion. And from everything I've heard, of course, it sounds amazing. 
Um, we'll just have to wait and see. They, they keep holding to 2021. We don't have anything lower uh, in terms of scale when this game is coming out. But as soon as I hear it, I will let you know. So I got one last story to uh, tell you guys about and going to be a little bit of a rant in there. So if you've been <laughs> holding on this long, you've got that to look forward to. One quick bit of uh, of housekeeping to, to note. Uh, there are some changes coming up in the old Fisher household. And uh, hopefully here within the next couple months, we're going to be uh, on the move again. <laughs> this time maybe to a warmer more JRPG Island location. Nothing is set in stone, but we are definitely uh, in some paperwork processes to make some big moves happen. As far as the podcast goes, maybe like the week that we're moving and getting things from one location to another, there might be a slight um, delay or a week off, something like that. But in terms of every week, I'm still going to be here. If there's news to report, I'm going to give it to you guys. The YouTube channel will be going as far as if I have internet and there's stuff to put on there, I will do that as well. Like I said, when the actual move is going on, maybe there's some considerations that need to be made. The biggest thing that's going to be changing, though, is our nightly live streams. Um, I am wrapping up Strikers. I thought I was going to be done a couple nights ago. Maybe it's tonight that is the uh, the final countdown to that. And at this current time, I really don't have another one to go into and to be quite honest, I'm going to need my time and resources and energy to put into making this big, uh, big life change actually happen for me and my family. So I'm going to put a little bit of a pause on the live streams and um, they'll be back. But it'll be, like I said, in a different location. You won't know that because it won't really matter as far as the stream goes. But yeah, if you've been enjoying those, I do apologize but there's just only so much time and energy that I'm going to have to put out there. Plus, I don't have anything new to play. And the live streams are, at least so far, they've been dedicated to new JRPGs. And um, that's just don't have anything right now. So, yeah, they'll be back. Don't worry. But it'll be uh, probably be a few months before those nightly streams are back in action. So let's rant a little bit. Uh, good news. Here's the good news. Shimigami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster will launch for PS4, Switch, and PC via Steam on May the 25th in the West for $49.99, Atlas announced. The PC version, that's brand new. We hadn't heard about that before now. So the game looks great compared to the PS2 version. I've seen it side by side. It was a little bit pooey looking before. Now it looks... <laughs> Uh, pretty decent. You might say $49.99 is a bit steep for a remaster, and I'm not going to disagree with you there. That does seem a little bit pricey. You are you are correct. Um, here's where you, if you aren't uh, thrilled about that, here you, here's some more things to, um, to get you all uh, to grind your gears a little bit. There is a digital deluxe edition, which will be $20 more than that. And that's going for $69.99. So you get the full game. Hey, at least they give you early access. So you can play it four days early on May the 21st. Here's what they're adding into it. The Maniacs pack, which adds Dante from Devil May Cry. Uh, for what I've been told, I haven't played the game, but I was told that was just available 
on PS2. Uh, the Chronicle Pack, which adds Raidu from the Devil Summoner series. Note the Chronicle Pack is available in the base game for PS4 and Switch versions. It is free downloadable content for Steam version only, so that doesn't matter, right? So you get that either way. The Merciful Difficulty is an easier difficulty mode. I've heard these games are pretty tough. That feels like that should be something <laughs> uh, in the base game, doesn't it? That's kind of weird. Um, the Mercy and Expectation map pack, which adds Little Master's Mercy and Master's Expectation. You also get the um, background music pack, which is a total of eight songs included in it. So let's, let's just rant a little bit. 20 bucks more for not a ton of content. And then what you do get, I feel like for $49.99 should probably be in that version. Um, I'm not getting this game. So I'm kind of uh, reflecting some of the uh, drawbacks I've heard of, to the announcement on our YouTube channel. But yeah, on the surface, this doesn't necessarily make me happy. I'm super glad that they're doing stuff like this and bringing games back out. And yes, it does look good, but that that price point just seems a bit high. And adding stuff like an easy difficult, an easier difficulty mode in there and making people pay extra on top of it uh, doesn't sit too too well with you. Maybe they changed their mind and that is actually included in there in the base version, but I don't I don't know. How do you feel about it? Am I completely off topic or is this uh, does this resonate with you? As well, uh, but yeah, having a release date is always a good thing. There was a release date um, video that went along with it, not showing the game, but uh, with uh, the director of the game, Kazuyuku Yame. Um, so yeah, it's hard to believe. Oh, it came back in 2003 is when this one came out. Um, there you go. Uh, so been been a while, but yeah, that's that's going to do it for the news. I always. You know, I tried to kind of give you <laughs> a little bad with a little good there at the end. Not uh, not just a total ramp, but yeah, definitely good to have a release date. And we'll see how that pans out in the future. That's it for this week's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As you do each and every week, it means the world to me. And uh, glad you choose to spend some of your time listening to me ramble on about JRPGs. Hopefully we'll be back next week. There's stuff to talk about. <laughs> uh, we're not moving just yet, so we'll be back here next Thursday with some more news around the JRPG world. My name is James Fisher. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys again next week. But until then, get back out there and level up.